Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And we're going live with Barry, Dr. Betty Martini. Dr. Betty, I want to go through a whole list of things. Because you've got more experience on the issue of toxic food than any individual in yours. Now, I, I used a joke uh, with you when we talked about the show before the show today. And I use this. This is an actual fact. So people out there realize I could be a stand-up comedian in L.A. And I'm thinking seriously because I like kind of making people laugh while I teach them. And uh, the idea of going up there every couple months and doing this, and I'll do it when I do my lecture in three weeks in Las Vegas. And I'm also the moderator for the whole afternoon on anti-aging past, present, and future for the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. But they did a, an IQ test before and after medical school in the two largest medical schools in North America about 25 years ago. And they did McGill University in Canada and the University of Chicago. And they're huge medical schools, okay? And what they found is the average medical student uh, lost eight points in IQ. Now, if you have a head injury and you have retrograde amnesia, and you, oh, I hear a lot of noise there. You have retrograde amnesia and you lose uh, four points in IQ from retrograde amnesia that doesn't come back. In other words, you don't remember that day and it doesn't come back. So the average medical school student is equivalent to going through having two head injuries. Now, one of the things that you've mentioned a number of times is you've regretted the idea you didn't go to medical school. I can tell you you're a brilliant uh, doctor, a doctor of, of honorary doctor, but you're smarter than any doctor I've known because you haven't been tainted by education. Now, I remember my grade, nine te- grade 7 teacher, Mrs. Durant, and she said, uh, Bill, you're my smartest student I've ever had in like 30 years of teaching, she said. And she said, she said, school is designed to dull the diamonds and polish the pebbles. I'll try not to dull you. Now, you're a diamond, and you, and you have to understand you pursued these things and found stories and interacted with people like the Federal Fatal Drugs Allowed People, which you, by the way, made that name up, which I use all the time. But you, you've done this. 
because we are being poisoned systematically. This is not by chance, by the Rumsfeld effect or now Adventame and other things. This is a concerted effort to destroy the biology and the minds of the population, isn't it? So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want you to fill, fill in the blanks here. We have the story about Diane Fleming, and I want you to use these parables like Jesus did to give people an idea just how frigged up the system is and how corrupt and gutless doctors and scientists are. So talk about Diane Fleming. What happened to the legal system? Who is Diane Fleming, and what happened to her? Why did she end up in prison and need two operations, etc.? What's the story? She, uh, her husband uh, worked out, played basketball, which you know is the most aerobic, and drank about 10 diet drinks a day. And the fact that uh, he was on two drugs for rosacea, which is just the menthol, shows you how much menthol that was already in his body for taking it over 10 years. And he died of menthol poisoning. So it was Diane herself that called the police because the doctor asked her to. Uh, she had no idea what aspartame did. And then they gave her three lie detector tests, and she passed them all, of course. And the even when they made the movie Sweet Misery, I talked to the detective on the that was on the case, and he told me that um, that they knew that she was absolutely uh, innocent, and he would have stopped the indictment. But it happened on the day that he was promoted, and he couldn't do anything else. So this poor uh, woman. How many what years ago was it, just to give us perspective in terms of timeline? How many years ago did she get indicted? Fifteen years ago. And she's right a, a Bible uh, teacher. She helped the homeless. And everybody knew she was innocent. Now, was she indicted for murder because they said she poisoned her husband? Is that the story? Yes. Oh, my God. And she... And, and the detective himself told me, he said, I couldn't live with myself. No. If I knew I was responsible for putting someone in prison that was innocent, but he said there was nothing that he could do. Why did they uh, stir up and create this this false narrative that she was involved as the murderer of her husband with literally a diet drink, which you can buy any counter around the world, and especially in America, and we call the American Big Pharma State, because that's what it is. The pharmaceutical companies and lobbyists and what I call the district of criminals are basically forcing toxic food down our throat. Well, just to show you how common this is with aspartame, she is not uh, the only one. There was Mary Kay, who was diabetic and using so much aspartame that she developed acute methanol poisoning, and she said the police were standing behind her door and she heard him say, when she dies, then we'll go after her husband. And she said, she told the police, she said, this is from aspartame, and I love my husband, and leave him alone. And she did fortunately live for nine more months. And that's the only reason that he didn't end up in prison. And then there was one in New, New York, Kovac, who... Uh, that of, of methanol poison. But how do they make the connection that she was somehow guilty of poisoning him? I mean, this defies logic. How do they actually say, yes, she gave him the diet pop and it killed him and he died of methanol poisoning? How could they say Diane Fleming was responsible for her husband's death, who was a basketball you know, you know, aficionado doing all this activity, and he was willingly taking, he didn't have a gun to his head taking these drinks. How can they say she was responsible? Well, the thing 
thing of it is, is there was no evidence, as they told me, and they they got the jury to say why they convicted her, and they said because she could show no emotion, and she was a basket case, or a doctor had put her on Zoloft. She was using aspartame herself, and uh, also some kind of pain medication, and they said if they had known she was drugged, they wouldn't have convicted her in the first place because there was no evidence. So, so in other words, because she was basically a zombie or a shadow of a person because she's on multiple, we call pharmacology or sorceries, the jury convicted her. What kind of jury is this that can convict someone because they don't show emotion over the death of their husband and she's on polypharmacy? By the way, there's a lot well, of noise there. Wherever, wherever you are, Betty, there's some noise for your microphone or something that's kind of making a lot of, a lot of noise. Well, actually, I kind of hear something in the background, but it's not on my phone. No, it sounds like a kind of like a like a whooshing, almost like wind or something like that. It's okay right now, but uh, sometimes there's a a sound in the background. Maybe it's some wire connected to your microphone or something. Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're good. We're good for now. We're good for now. Okay. Well, that's okay. good. But in in any event, that was. Um, they asked Diane, what did your husband use? She didn't know anything about aspartame. She said, well, let me give you what's in the fridge. This is the last thing that he drank. And he had decided to use creatine, which also has aspartame in it, mixed with Gatorade. And uh, the, the police's toxicologist said, this could not have killed him, even if he drank four of his Gatorade. And so what the uh, prosecution didn't do was they did not release that to the jury or the court that there was no way that he could Whoa. be killed by what he okay. last drank. Here's the last question. Does the, does, 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 the, does the prosecution have any tie with Big Pharma and with the Monsanto, I'll call Mount Satan, that made this? And, of course, the people like Ajinimoto uh, you know, that took over the aspartame production. Remember, I took care of the plant employees in Savannah, Georgia, that were the primary plant in the Western world back in the late 1980s before it was sold to Ajinimoto. And they, and they basically would take uh, E. coli, which is the poop bacteria, and they genetically modified it, and then they would centrifuge off the, the tripeptide of aspartame. And literally, it's, it's basically E. coli poop that they centrifuge, and they have not just this tripeptide, but other uh, dipeptides and larger molecules that are in so-called aspartame. So you take diketorpiprazine, which is a component of jet fuel, methanol, and, uh, and, uh, and formaldehyde. And I'm thinking, no wonder they're sick. Uh, yeah. It's like, and these are directly affect what's called the N-methyl-D-aspartate receptor. And we come back. I'm writing an article for you on this to explain connecting some dots with what they call the God complex of genes in your brain. And people don't understand why you become literally a zombie. It literally affects the core of living waters that connects your soul to your body. Believe it or not. Attention, also. 
you're shopping for the truth and you have enough uh, inquisitiveness to ask good questions and you really want an answer, call into the show. Or if you're afraid to call the show, just email me, Dr. Bill Deagle at hotmail.com, D-R-Bill, D-E-A-G-L-E at hotmail. I like callers, and there's no such thing as a stupid question. There's three rules of the road. Make your question or your statement no more than ten words. Stay on topic. That's rule number two. No ad hominem attacks. Rule number three. And number four, make it a question that you think other people might ask if they had the bravery to do so. And number five, ask questions tough enough that if you asked Moses or his descendant, which is me, with God whispering in his ear, you'd expect an answer that's reasonable, common sense, and decent. And that's what we're going to try to provide you with scientific validation that this aspartame thing, this adventame, this Splenda, these toxic foods with genetically modification are not just by chance. It's a concerted effort to reduce intelligence, fertility, genetics, etc., and to destroy the biology of the human race. This is not a minor thing, is it? No, it isn't. And it's, uh, uh, it answers so many questions that are out there. Uh, Dr. Bonnie even allowed uh, his whole chapter on autism and the fact they blew up his house and made a deal with the FDA. Um, and that's now online. How do you spell his name, Doctor? How do you spell uh, it? Doctor Monty, M-O-N-T-E. Monty, yeah, M-O-N-T-E, Monty. So now we have all kinds of people. Doctor Russell Blaylock, who's been on the show many years, he's a CCN as well, which is a nutritional expert as well as a neurosurgeon retired. Uh, we have he, for example, he got persecuted just for having magnesium in the neurointensive care unit post surgery. The fact is, when you're a whistleblower, you don't, even if it's supported by science, you don't get help from your colleagues. You get attacked. I call it the chicken yard of medicine, where if you're a smart young chicken, male or female, and you, you go against the, the woes and the, and, the, and the schemes and the evil polypharmacy that runs now all the universities and all the state licensing boards, you're in trouble, sucker. And if you think you're just going to survive this, believe it or not, you're not. Uh, the fact is that we do this because we're, I'm tough medical legally now. I have a bad attitude if someone threatens me in terms of trying to harm me or my family. And you don't want to do that, not unless you want to still have a blood, have a blood pressure and have a pulse. Now, Betty, we, we, people don't understand this. They think that we're just making this up and it's bizarre entertainment. I've done, not done the tens of thousands of hours of radio and now video podcasting and all the thousands of hours you've done just because we want to get kind of kudos. No. We're doing this because we have the skill sets to understand the truth and the bravery to want to save our brothers and sisters that are being poisoned to death. And what's going on now is a crime against the human race, isn't it? Yes, that's what Dr. Bowen told the FDA 30 years ago, is that it was mass poisoning, and that's exactly what it is. Right now. It's a chelating agent. You know, you get the aluminum from the from the can, and it uh, was listed with the Pentagon in an inventory of prospective biochemical warfare weapons submitted to Congress, and they did these studies at Fort Detrick. Everything is so much a matter of public record if people would just uh, do the research, and they are afraid of it being taken off the market because once you abstain from it, so many of the symptoms and diseases disappear.
here, and they'll know what poised them. So they're putting more on the market, neotame. Oh, yeah, changing the name. Changing the name. Right, and now adventame, neotame, is not labeled. And so, so if they can keep it on the market without people knowing it, and they just keep adding different types. There's so many... I mean, if you pick up toothpaste and it says on it 951, how many people would you think would even know that 951 is aspartame? No, and exactly. And then they allowed it in dairy products and labeled it, and it's absolutely against the law. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's really disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So, you know, we just actually are trying to get what's, uh, a matter of public record to the public so they can see for themselves. Now, there's, so uh, there's, there's class actions going on, too. Now, people have to understand this. When someone, when people don't like the idea of discrimination against uh, color of skin, which I think we are, we're basically a colorblind society now, although you hear people think we, we are, we're, we're racist, which is crap. But we are discriminatory against obese people and against elderly people. Now, the problem is obesity is a completely a metabolic disorder. The University in Philadelphia did research, and they found 2,000 parent-matched families, this is couples, male and female, they found that, that the average metabolism was 25 to 40% bone normal for the same age and sex, and that their blood insulin levels were always elevated. If you want to check to see why somebody's fat, measure their fasting in two-hour blood PC blood insulin. Even if they're normal glycemic, so they're not diabetic yet, but their blood insulin's high. Now, if you eat insulinogenic foods, like rapidly absorbed carbohydrates, and aspartame and Splenda and so on, not, not by the way, uh, erythritol and monk fruit, which is in Zevia, which is rye soda that I drink, or I custom make a soda stream. No, if you take aspartame, you're going to drive your blood insulin into orbit. Now, if you raise your insulin, no matter how few calories you eat, they get shoved into fat storage. So you can't eat insulinogenic food and not get fat. In fact, if you wanted to fatten up an animal, the ideal thing to do would be the damn animal aspartame. It would make the animal gain weight and pack on fat, right? Right, and that's why finally we have class actions in, in three in California and three in New York over deceptive advertising, calling it diet, when it makes you crave carbohydrates so that you gain weight. Well, it's not just craving. It's not just craving. It wouldn't matter if you have less calories. This is the point that I'm trying to make. You can cut your calories, and if you eat insulinogenic food, you're going to take whatever calories it is and shove it into your fat tissues. And because your fat tissues also have a low rate of conversion of T4 to T3 because every body compartment is separate, your fat tissues, although they're sucking up fat like a term deposit, they're not going to mobilize that fat or use it for fuel. So you get more and more white fat, and once your fat cells get a certain size, they divide, and you get a larger fat cell population. And that was proven on the Troco study that there was uh, more toxicity in the liver, so it's hard to lose weight, but substantial amounts in the adipose tissue are fat cells. So everything, like I said, is a matter of right now, Here's another side effect of this. When you have insulinogenic fat, white fat is a primary generator of leukotriene B4. Have you ever heard of that before, LTB4? LTB4 is the devil. It'll cause cancer. It causes burning of your artery walls, and it can cause frying of your brain. And eventually, if you get inflammation of your brain and downregulation of your insulin receptor and your astrocytes, type 3 diabetes, guess what it's called? Dementia. 
So all the yes. people, like in Britain, the number one cause of dementia in Britain is the number one cause of death. And it's due to things like aspartame and insulinogenic diets, like rapidly absorbed carbohydrates and mineral depleted foods that don't have chromium, vanadium, and selenium, etc. So if you eat aspartame and Splenda and these other things like MSG, they drive your insulin into orbit. And it makes you get heart disease, obesity, diabetes, and dementia. Period. Yes. Also, it inter- interacts with insulin. Exactly. So it's, and they push it on diabetics. And it's the worst thing that they could. to explain the immunogenic effects of these toxic uh, adjuvants. Now, an adjuvant is a toxic molecule we use often in vaccines, which I think is craziness. But when you, when we did our research, Dr. Chungan Bujadani at UCLA in 1980 to 81, uh, 82, uh, when I did my research, I would send down bloods from autobody workers that were exposed with toluene disocyanate which is a fast-drying solvent and paint. They didn't have separate air systems at the time. I was seeing a pattern of cardiac induction abnormalities, his bundle study abnormalities, dementia, diabetes, uh, bowel cancer, pancreatic cancer, etc., and impotence, and peripheral neuropathy. And I thought, there's something going on here. The, the class of individuals was usually males in their late 20s and mid-30s were getting diseases decades before and unusual diseases that you never saw in their age group like dementia and cardiac conduction problems. Now, I'll explain the science of this. What happens is the chemical, there's three chemicals in aspartame that are generated, diketopiprazine, which is a jet fuel, formaldehyde, which we tested because we measured three chemicals, formaldehyde, TDI, or toluene disocyanates, and uh, we measured uh, the trimethyltic anhydrides, which are the exhaust from diesel fuel. Now, trimethyltic anhydrides, when it combines with pine terpenes from, say, pine trees, say along the coast of California and Oregon, is the most toxic chemical photoactivated in the world. There's nothing worse other than radiotoxins, like, you know, radioactive cesium and thorium and plutonium. And when you take these three chemicals, you can actually measure an antibody titer to triketopiprazine, which is jet fuel generated by aspartame, formaldehyde, which we tested and proved that there were high antibody titers in people getting autoimmune disease and cancer, and... Um, and uh, methyl alcohol. So if you could measure a methyl alcohol antibody against, say, HSA, human serum albumin, you could also say it's going to attack other body proteins or stealth pathogens that have what's called immune homology. So if there's a decapeptide that's 10 amino acids and it has this crap attached to it to one of these three chemicals, it makes them thousands, if not millions of times more immunogenic to produce activated T lymphocytes that will attack that decapeptide, which might be in your pancreas, your liver, your eyeball, or your brain. And if it does that, it's going to induce multiple sclerosis, peripheral neuropathy, cardiac conduction, enough cell damage and mitochondrial damage that you're going to end up with cancer or autoimmune diseases and other things. So I talked to the lab director at Immunosciences a few months ago and said, look, I want to get this test done. He said, well, I don't know. We'll have to talk to Vujdani because we don't have that test available now. But they did have something similar 37 years ago, 38 years ago years ago and I did the research with these doctors, Dr. Vujadani and Dr. Chung at UCLA. This test that I'm talking about could also be confirmed if we took these adjuvants and attached their antibodies to 
positron emission tomography, uh, what's called fluorodeoxyglucose. You can actually marry the antibody to fluorodeoxyglucose, and you can do a PET scan and actually show you which target organs the aspartame was attacking. It would show you precisely in four-dimensional space, including video, exactly which organs it's attaching to. So I know technologies that could be used right now that could identify exactly if a specific chemical is causing a dangerous, whether it's these chemicals or genetically modified foods or some other byproduct of a toxic effect. Because remember, when we add GMO or when we add these chemicals, they're working together. So if you feed an animal a GMO feed and then you're also eating, say, aspartame-laced soda, you've got a multiplicative effect. It's not additive. It multiplies the toxic effects in your body, which is really nasty, isn't it? Yes, uh, and that information is so important and so needed because how can a physician help the patient if he doesn't have the knowledge or can he help himself? I got a call from a doctor in West Palm Beach, and he says, does aspartame cause peripheral neuropathy? And Uh I said, yes, it does. But you see, the doctors don't know because the FDA... And industry has lied to the public. And well, so it, 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 the, the doctors are hard because, number one, only about 2% of doctors have the brains, these, the artistic talent. Because remember that science in medicine, like any science, is an art based on, on scientific endeavor and logic. And only about 2% of the people that have a medical license, whether a regular doctor or a specialist, have the brains or the artistic talent to put together a scientifically valid study that can confirm anything. And you don't need a double-blind placebo-controlled trial. If you simply have a scientific valid kind of paradigm and you actually measure something, like an antibody tied it off into orbit, or you measure antibodies attacking a particular target organ or an imaging study like a PET scan with fluorodeoxyglucose attached to these antibodies that I'm talking about, you could just damn well see it. A, a study of one is all you need if you have the proper paradigm. And the problem I see is that doctors are afraid of the knowledge. Some of them will inquire and ask the question, but they don't really want to have the answer, do they? They don't really want to have the answer. The medical system doesn't want it because they get in trouble with their state licensing authority or the hospital privileges committee. And the medical profession are basically uh, people that are like a flock of lemmings going in one direction or birds flying in a flock in a certain direction. They don't want anybody breaking the, 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 uh, the, the, the rhythm of their movement, even if it's stupid. They, they don't uh-huh. want anybody stepping out of line, do they? No, in fact, there's a physician that's a, a friend of mine, and he said that if he didn't prescribe statins, that uh, that they give you a pink slip in the hospital. He says, so it makes you want to get out of medicine. Well, I, I had you can't a, I, do what's right to patient. I don't know if I told you this story, but in 2003, just about a year before I actually decided to just close my practice, I wasn't fired. It was three years and two months later, after I was out of the state and country, that the Colorado Board of Examiners pulled my license, not because I did anything wrong, but because I wouldn't cooperate with them. They were full of crap, okay? Never harmed any patient, never had any valid lawsuits or anything. The fact is that I had a drug rep come to my office, and she threw down a 50-page, but roughly, report. I said, these are pie grams and histograms. What is this? She says, well, we discovered that you're not prescribing our statin drug or our competitors. I said, wow. I said, you don't have a swami hat or a crystal ball. How the hell do you know that? Oh, we used your DEA and a drug company out of Ohio to actually find the information. And they said my boss was thinking about contacting the state licensing authority that you weren't prescribing a statin drug. 
I said, oh, my God, who freaking practices it? My, your drug companies, or the state licensing authority. Who the hell is in practice here? You see, I did research with Dr. I did research with Dr. Moscovich in 1977. That's 40 years ago at the Vancouver General Hospital, University of British Columbia, and we had hundreds of Eskimos and people in the Northwest Territories we tested in Alaska, and we tested their cholesterols, and they're 10 to 15 times higher than the upper limit of normal. And none of them had heart disease. So cholesterol does not do a damn thing except make sure you have myelinated sheath, you actually have digestive enzymes, you have central myelin in your brain, etc. It has Nothing to do with heart disease. Nothing. What's bad is non-neuronal hydroxycholesterol is oxidized because of an oxidizing diet, like free radicals, or the presence of toxins like aspartame that can oxidize and form non-neuronal hydroxycholesterol or T-bars. So when people think that cholesterol is bad, these people are brain dead. There's no evidence. Now, small particle HDL and VLDL3 can cause plaque because when your macrophages eat this, these globules, they can die. So the problem is they die not because of cholesterol. They die because of fractions that only occur because of a Western diet, eating white bread, aspartame-laced food, genetically modified mineral-depleted foods that generate free radicals. It has nothing to do with cholesterol, nothing. And Actually, uh, it was in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, that is, they kept bringing, trying to get you to bring the cholesterol down, that it was causing heart attacks and strokes. Do you know why that is? Do you know why that is? Before I know you want to say something, but I want. Do you know why that is? If you, this is published reports I put up on my website, the Nutramedical, just a few weeks ago, if you lower someone's blood sugar or blood cholesterol, you double or triple the rate of heart attacks and stroke because they're the primary capture of free radical singlet oxygen, nitroperoxy, and hydroperoxy radical. So if you lower someone's blood sugar, whether they're diabetic or normal glycemic, whatever, if you lower their blood sugar rapidly without lowering their free radicals, if you lower their cholesterol level, there are fatty acids that can be oxidized like DLDL3 and small particle HDL. You increase the rate of plaque formation and heart attack and stroke. So these idiots that don't do a lipid electrophoresis to see the lipid fractions and never measure it because they just estimate it, and they don't look at the oxidized markers of fatty acids and cholesterol, they don't know what the hell they're doing, and they're killing people by giving these toxic drugs, and they never look at aspartame as an adjuvant to oxidize cholesterol or to oxidize fatty acids that can give you plaque or cause you to have a stroke or become demented. That's the yeah, science. The whole thing, the whole thing was, to, was to sell statins, and then they realized it brought the cholesterol down so low that And Betty, um, you know, one of the things that I, what, what do you think my greatest frustration is, Betty? What's yours? My greatest frustration is real simple. People won't ask tough enough questions. I talked the other day when I'm getting uh, John B. Wells on the program. He says, I think you're the only broadcaster I know that's asking, to, to begging his audience to put him in a spot or to catch me by asking tough enough questions that I can't answer. There isn't such. 
And, I, and what really I find frustrating is I can't go back into practice, even if I had the property tomorrow, because if I did, I'd probably be in trouble with the authorities within days. I wouldn't be giving statin drugs to people. I wouldn't give uh, all the the so-called standard of care crap. I'd be giving natural nutraceuticals. I'd be giving, you know, frequency-dependent things like lumen photon and hyperbaric oxygen and heterochromic peptides. I'd be using homeopathics to detox people and toxic heavy metal detox and so on. I'd be using morphogenetic fields, which are new technology I'm developing based on research from Dr. Shu in China and Dr. Nesterov in Russia at the Russian Academy with our quantum testing devices. And I'm presenting a lot of this science three weeks from now in Las Vegas. People need to understand the problem is I have left the 20th century and the early 21st century in the dust. And if you want to get well, you want to contact me, Dr. Bill Deagle, you do not want to be eating insulinogenic foods like aspartame and adventame and MSG and so on. You don't want to be eating simple carbohydrates, and you sure don't want to be eating what we call non-free-range meat because you're going to kill yourself, and you're going to suffer first and go blind or turn diabetic or get peripheral neuropathy. And the problem is the globalists, this is not by mistake that this is happening. This is a concerted effort to destroy the biology of the human race, isn't it? Yes, and it's so addictive. This is one of my frustrations is trying to get people off of it that want to get off of it, but admit that they're addictive and they can't get off of it. And that's why uh, today we there are several aspartame detox centers just right. to get people off of it uh, right. that are addicted. So yeah. it's a serious problem. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, it actually affects the gene complex called the God complex of genes that's tied with the NMDA receptor. DARPA actually figured out how to make a vaccine that would block the NMDA receptor, which stops your desire to have a higher desire to be have a higher spirituality. So literally, it stops you no matter what you're whether you're a Christian, Jew, or a Buddhist, you stop having a desire for a higher self. And a lot of these toxic chemicals directly affect what we call the spirit cord or the silver cord that connects your body to your soul. So these are soul cutters. These are like scissors to the, the cold cord of living waters. So you have to understand the reason why people are acting like zombies in their frontal lobe, if you actually measure a quantitative electroencephalogram, you see that they had a frontal lobeectomy. Now, in the early 20s and 30s, they had looked like Schwinn ice cream trucks walking, driving around, doing lobotomies in people's homes or at buildings or in institutions. And people don't know that, that we exported to Germany the idea of eugenics. It originated in America. And people don't realize these programs of aspartame and adventame and so on and dozens of other toxic molecules are a form of, of biochemical eugenics, aren't they? Yes, and the first thing it seems to cause is brain fog. And they can't make decisions. And this is where we had to set up, you know, a pilot alert. When one pilot crashed his plane well, and said he couldn't make a decision. And he was but, fortunate to live through it. Well, I'm going to ask a question of Jesse Jackson. He's got Parkinson's now. I want to ask him, did you drink aspartame, buddy? You, you, well, people don't, I'm going to write an article and put it up in Genesis and also on my site. People need to know, what is, uh, what is Parkinson's and ALS? Parkinson's is a Fenton reaction, F-E-N-T-O-N, where you have free iron or heavy metals aggravated by biotoxins like aspartame that cause the death of was the upregulation of glial cells of nitroproxy radical, uh, hydroproxy radical, and singlet oxygen to cause the death of the astrocytes called apoptosis. And that sort of causes secondary motor neuron in Parkinson's or the tertiary 
tertiary motor neuron in the anterior uh, lateral spinal cord to die. And when that happens, you get paralyzed. So we now know exactly why it happens. I guarantee you a large percentage of people that get Parkinson's disease or ALS have been drinking aspartame or, or material laced with MSG or other things like Adventame. And this is going to increase. That's why the number one cause of death in Britain now is dementia. And they want us all to be demented. They want us to be demented at maybe 25 so they can control us and terminate us early. And the healthcare system, if you think it's getting better, think again. Look at, it, look at Obamacare. It's, it's got what I call Ezekiel. I've changed his name to Easy Kill Emanuel to kill us. Okay, yeah, and I've had exactly. yeah. yeah, so Freddie, tell us where, where do you see this all going? Because uh, you got these lawsuits. We have these horrible cases of this lady in jail about her husband who died, and she didn't have anything to do with his death. Where do you see this all going? Because I don't see a medical profession with the cojones to actually tell the truth. I don't see scientists boning up to the fact that they can do science to prove this. And you need a case of one. You don't need a double-blind placebo-controlled trial. You need to set up a paradigm where you can prove brain damage, autoimmunity, and other toxicology, and tissue pathology. You do not need a 1,000 cases and have them to get the treatment and not to get the treatment. This is craziness, isn't it? Yes, and it's, and it's all politics when they... Uh, allowed Big Farmer to fund the FDA, then they became a customer, and why, they why didn't did, help either. That's why Vince McConnell is doing all those things to Roy Moore. Roy Moore wants toxic, non-toxic food. He's pro-life. There's one. There's three things that Donald Trump's going to do if he gets a, the proper pro-life thing. First off, Donald Trump is a higher-level royal archmason, but we're praying him because I call him Trump and Oku to become the greatest Christian president in American history. He's like King David, okay, that repented after killing Uriah. He's going to pass this legislation that's going to give us tax relief. He's going to pass pro-life legislation when the Supreme Court stacked with a few more judges so they can actually get, get this heartbeat abortion bill where if you have a heartbeat, you can't abort. He's going to pass things that are going to bring in a health care system that's not a form of organized eugenics because that's what Medicare is right now. If there certainly is in Canada and Britain and elsewhere. They have such rampant Medicare uh, induced uh, euthanasia in Britain and Canada. It's sickening. And if you don't think it happens, talk to doctors up there and find out the truth that it basically is genocide is what it is. It's not a healthcare system to make you long and well. It's to make sure you die quickly and you don't and you don't complain on your way out, right? Absolutely. You know, you were talking about Parkinson's and Dr. Blaylock, both of his parents died from Parkinson's, and he was very interested in it. And you remember Michael Fox got Parkinson's when he was thirty. He was a diet Pepsi spokesman, and it interacts with L-Dopa, and so they have all these terrible reactions, and nobody's right. doing anything about it. You know? Well, I know how to do imaging studies to prove it. For example, somebody says, well, doctor, you can't prove that. You're talking to freaking Deagle. I can prove anything. Okay, and I can tell you radiological studies, immunological studies, genetic studies, organic acids, the peripheral metabolites, uh, quantum testing, and so on. This is crap. The fact is, we know what causes it, but we don't give a damn. And if I talk to neurologists, they say, well, I don't know what to do. I, I would love to talk to Jesse Jackson. I'll give him a free protocol to tell him, just like anybody else. If you email me, I'll give you a free protocol to reverse your ALS, which we're doing now. I use our nutraceuticals. I use things to stop their diet, which is pro-free uh, radicals like aspartame and adventame, etc. I give you also heterochromic peptides that actually will stimulate regeneration of your brain. And the building blocks are a new mountain red velvet I'm getting patented. 
and then you can reactivate regeneration of those tissues and pathways. The problem is our healthcare system is not designed to lengthen your life or make it more pleasant before you you check out, as they say. Robbie Burns says, beyond beyond this mortal coil, the system is set up to to drain you of your wealth while you die miserably, drooling in a nursing home before they terminate you. That's what it's designed to do. No, and most people don't know. They need to step out of the box and do some research because we can't help them unless they're yeah, willing. You can do the research you know. on one. I had one lady who's got a really bad neurological disorder. She said all these doctors give her lots of toxic polypharmacy, and she wanted to know what can I do. I said, look, I can order the test kits now. You just have to contact me. You want to pay for the test kits, I'll tell you which kits to order through direct labs. You order it, boom, it's done. We can tell you exactly why your brain is screwed up, and there are all, all the toxic drugs you're throwing at yourself. You think it's going to fix it? It's layer upon layer of toxic polypharmacy. And, of course, the Bible said, I think it's Revelation 9, says, and they would not repent of their pharmakia, which in Greek means sorceries. So you can understand all these toxic things like aspartame, adventame, Splenda, genetically modified food, are ultimately pharmaceutical sorceries. Aren't they? Yes, you got that right. <coughs> and we we just do the best we can to save as many as we can. Well, I'm amping up the fight. If you think that I don't know what I know, bring it on. I, lo- I love a good intellectual fight. I am the master of mixed mental martial arts. I'll put you in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu headlock so the stupid ideas will stop flowing to your cortex. You think you know more than me if you're a neurosurgeon, neuroscientist, medical doctor, physiologist? Just try me, idiot. You're going to lose and lose big. And I'm also a medical legal expert, so I've got a big attitude and a lot of knowledge now, and I won't put up with it. Warning, if you're... Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's life support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's life support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life support is the best complete nutritional meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family.